Like sexual chocolate. Padded Room Podcasting Network proudly brings to you your mom's basement. My name is Darian. I am the head nerd of this pirate shit show. To my immediate left, all the way from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Marvel Comic Book Universe, which is wildly underrated and oftentimes forgotten in these troubled times, my main man Jeff is in the house. What's happening, guys? To his immediate left, the Jedi Master, husband of the Red Queen... Dusty, also in the house. Salutations. And to his immediate left, the Dungeon Master, king of all things role-playing, Sir Jason of Harrell. Hi, everybody. <laughs> that was wildly underappreciated. <laughs> all we get is uh, the turd guy from South Park. Uh, it was more of that pedophile guy from... Uh, uh, shit, what was that? Family, Family guy? Family guy. Family guy, that's what it was. Oh, so, hi. I thought we would get together here, gentlemen, and just talk about... What we geek over, why we geek over it, what, like the weird psychology behind geekiness. Like I can tell, looking at this room, I can tell you right now, horror is my jam. I got a master's degree in horror, minors in Warhammer 40,000, Mortal Kombat. I dabbled in Marvel Comics, not nearly to the degree that Jeff has. As long as you dabble in private. I dabble. I dibble dabble <laughs> in flibble flabble. Uh, so, let's, I mean, like that's my jam, and I, I think that... It kind of lends itself like to our own personal happiness that we can regress back to these childhood things. And thinking about like my parents, they didn't have this. Granted, they grew up in a different era when like horror movies were not present. Star Wars wasn't present. Well, it was there. It it was there, but it wasn't what it is. You know what I'm saying? And like the thought of my dad playing a role playing game (laughs) 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 is absolutely hilarious. So, I'm, I, I can tell you right now, I'll start with, with myself. Horror movies, for me, have always been like a weird coping mechanism. They've been the one thing that me and my dad bonded over. I, had, I did not have a good childhood, I can tell you. We'll save the psychology, but that was like the one shining ray of hope, and that's kind of sad now that I say that out loud, that horror movies were like the one thing that me and my dad could get together over. Jeff, what's up with you in Marvel Comics, dude? Well, it's kind of the same story with me. It was something that my dad and I were able to kind of uh, bond over. Uh, kind of the same story here. Not the greatest childhood. And, uh, dad not really knowing how to be dad, so mm. Marvel was dad. Very cool. And it was something that was able to uh, it helped him get through his child his bad childhood. It helped me uh, get through my bad childhood with my dad. So it was something to bond over. It's it sounds sad at first, but it's also it's all uh, it's a good thing. It can be a positive, absolutely. That, the one thing that can bring you together, absolutely. And, uh, honestly, uh, the, you know, everybody needs a guilty pleasure when you have something 
uh, like a comic book or anything like that. It My penis. Just <laughs> or Jason's penis. Speaking of comic books, I still have that one. <laughs> Issue number one. <laughs> no, it's just it's something that, you know, being able to bond with anything, uh, over anything with someone that you have trouble bonding with. Sure. It brings everybody together. And I'm just going to stop getting sappy right oh, now. Oh, stop. It's <laughs> fine. That's what we're here for. So I want to, uh, at some point, if we continue this Mom's Basement show, I want to bring you in by yourself. And I want to oh, have... Yeah. The DC versus Marvel conversation. I have those with uh, myself in the shower every morning. Okay, great. <laughs> Usually over like a swimsuit issue, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> it's the best place to have tears, I guess. Because you're Don't surely you crying. <laughs> <laughs> Noah can see you cry in the shower. Oh, yuck. Or in the rain, from what Barry Manilow tells us. Mm. Dusty, let's talk about Star Wars, big dog. Well, what's up with uh, you and Star Wars? Now, Jeff, you, you're kind of in, into the Star Wars loop, too, a little bit. I, I am. I think. I mean, I, I'm into all of it, really. I just uh, um, I have more of a love for Marvel. But, yeah, Star Wars is, I don't know, you don't like Star Wars. Uh, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I just never got into it. But I, I want to engage you guys on this because there's, there's that's another show I want to do is the Star Wars versus Star Trek. Now, I know nothing of either one, really. No do question. You, Engage. Engage? <laughs> no question. There's a Star no. Trek reference. I'll for give it. you a. Uh, <laughs> the argument is null point right now. Okay. There are no laser swords in Star Trek. So it, it all boils down to laser swords? Lightsabers. I man. can't get into either one of them. And Star the Wars force. is all about meat swords. <laughs> <laughs> it's the force, man. I mean, there's no force in that's Star funny, Trek. That's what he calls it's, meat sword. It's yeah, the yeah. force. Yeah. So, Call it my Sith Lord. <laughs> oh, yuck. That sounds nasty. My wife calls it my Ewok, but you know. Oh, <laughs> oh. a little manscaping could take care of that. It's true. Underachiever, for yeah, what I gather. Yeah. Hey, I'm a grower, not a shower. So, did you have? Did you, your dad is he into um, Star Wars? Not at all. No. Um, unlike you, poor sons of bitches, I had a great childhood. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. My dad and I, we bonded on sports. Okay. Right. I mean, sure. he's my. T-ball coach all the way up through, I mean, T-ball, baseball, whatever. Football coach. I mean, we bonded yeah. on sports. Okay. But I was both into sports and I dabbled in the nerd stuff, right? Sure. So yeah. um, my dad never liked Star Wars. I mean, he probably watched a Star Wars movie when right. it came out. But it wasn't like the obsession that I developed for it, you know. So, okay. So he probably thought I was a little bit of a nerd. But you know what? I went out and... Played sports with him too, so I mean that was our deal. And then also, I don't know if it's faux pas, but we're a hunting family. So sure. him and I bonded over hunting, and we've been on many hunting trips. And okay, but uh, yeah, I think he uh, thinks my Star Wars thing is a little nerdy. So that being said, I grew up. That brings it. That brings us to an interesting point. So like in me, and I think in Jeff also, our nerd gasms or whatever you want to call them were kind of cultivated by our parents. Mm-hmm. Jeff with the ah. yeah no. Gasms cultivated by her. I'm sorry. I okay. <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. I'm from the south. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Family gasms are the best gasms. Oh, yeah. Someone who's been there. Whereas you kind of like found Star Wars on your own and did your own deep dive. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was a kid. Uh, I was I was not even born when the first Star Wars New Hope came out. But okay. when I was a kid, I remember. I believe it was my. Aunt got me the box set of the D, uh, the VHS of the original trilogy. Okay, right? sure. Every time I had a sick day from school, I would sit there and binge the whole thing. Right. I mean, it just was like I loved it. I don't know why. I just I loved it. I loved the 
the creatures when the rancor eats the freaking uh, Gamorrean. I mean, it just was like I, I loved it. I don't know. So that's where mine developed was when I was a kid, just kind of like nostalgia, and then just kept growing when all the new stuff came out. Now I do have I take issue with. Some of the newer stuff, I like the series, uh, the, the new series, but the movies are kind of, eh, you know, okay. what you're going to do. But sure. it's kind of nostalgic, you know, and, and it was just things that I remembered from my kid. And friends, too. I had a bunch of friends that were into it, too. So it was more of a, a friend bonding thing, more of instead of a family and dad bonding thing. At least one thing. of us had friends. I did. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Jason, let's talk a little Dungeons and Dragons, amigo. Uh, the one thing that I always loved the idea of, but never, ever, ever until adulthood got to play, uh, and still it's very rare to actually, because you have to put uh, put together a group of like-minded dorks, and to find that outside of this room is, is pretty hard to do. It is. Without getting beat up on a lot. <laughs> uh, my interests are very, very varied, so... Even though I wanted to get into a lot of the D&D stuff early on, uh, just there was nobody to play with. Um, so I escaped into a lot of movies, movies, collecting. I come from a family of just hoarders. Nice. So we obsessively collect all kinds of different things. So collections. Uh, I'm the oldest one out of this whole group. So. You are. So I've, you know, chop. Awesome. Yeah. Usually I'm the oldest. It's the greatest for <laughs> me because I'm the closest so I'm to the retire. <laughs> uh, but collecting uh, old toys, GI Joe, Transformers, I grew up with that stuff. Um, I saw the original Star Wars in movies in the theaters. Wow. Um, and still not a fan. But uh, oh my god. But we'll get we'll get See? but we'll get to that. Yeah. No. I'm. The, I, I I have tried, my friends, to get into Star Wars. I can't do it. And there are, I have my reasons, and it's mainly because I found Warhammer 40,000 first. And when you compare, the, they're very similar, but at the same time, Star Wars is very hippy-dippy compared to Warhammer. Warhammer is nothing but warfare. And it's all, that's all, it's ground war, it's blowing the heads off of orcs and smashing things and big mechanized tanks blowing the crap out of everything. I'm not, I'll geek out on that on another episode, but... That, I think, is it's kind of like the weird timestamp for me. Mm. That's just for me. Um, and as far as like, um, like role-playing games go, that's an interesting dynamic. And I feel like that's changed quite a bit, especially in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Since the, really since the inception of, uh, what is that fucking thing? That, uh, the, the computer... World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Now, in my day... We, I, I, like you, I have always like fascinated over the, the possibility of a role-playing game. And seeing shows like uh, Stranger Things where it's kind of put in the spotlight and you're like, oh, you know, those guys are fucking having fun. Look at them. None of them are getting laid. No. They're, they're going gra- to they're gonna graduate virgins for sure, but uh, they're having a great time in somebody's basement. Well, I also grew up during a time where... Made for TV movies were coming on, like uh, I think was it Mazes and Monsters. Oh yeah, Tom Hanks. Oh yes. man, the Tom so, Hanks vehicle. So you know there was there was a lot of uh, you know people would just kind of say, well, you know, if you do this, you're automatically going to be sacrificing goats in the name of Lord Satan. You know, of just course. just because you roll some dice and move some miniatures. Well, Which see, makes it very attractive, right? Uh, well, absolutely. We all want to sacrifice a goat here or there, right? <laughs> Why wouldn't you, really? Well, yeah, bang a sheep, sacrifice a goat. I, I oh, wait, thought... wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> 
He's no from sheep. the South. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, that, that kind of speaks to the era in which D&D came up, and that mm-hmm. was during the Satanic Panic. Yes. So that kind of got lumped into the Judas Priest and the horror movies and all that fucking nonsense. Absolutely. Plus, I, I grew up in the Bible Belt. Oh, um, even, oh, even better. So, I mean, deep, deep within all of these different beliefs that just to participate in a thing was to automatically, you know, uh, slit your wrists and draw so, a pentagram. Okay. Um, you know, that was just the, the perception of D&D. But, I mean, I I loved, like, the, the animated series, Saturday Mornings, oh, yeah. Dungeons & Dragons, uh, anything that uh, had to do with just crack. And I think it was just because you could truly craft the world that you wanted. It wasn't like having to watch a movie where it had elements of a thing that you were into Mm -hmm. it truly was your pure design sure now i i don't know if that's a god complex uh (laughs) uh, and i know that a lot of people can take that and run with it Uh you know you you get some kind of god complex uh dungeon masters uh, there is that. But uh, there's just something beautiful about crafting your own world sure. that I, I really that's like. that's one of the bigger differences between um, World of Warcraft and, and the, the other things that we're into. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of creativity that goes in all the different categories that we're going to be discussing here. But one of the biggest differences is, like you said, you're crafting it yourself. Your creativity is going into what you're participating in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I read a comic book and I'm in awe of a writer or an illustrator storyteller and how they're able to uh, bring that to a page. And I'm, I'm, uh, I feel lucky to be able to partake in that Mm -hmm. when it comes to world of Warcraft, a role-playing game or or any other one, you are the author, you're the illustrator, you are, are creating this whole thing, something you may have been thinking about for a week, a month, ideas that pop up in your head when you're not even thinking about it and you're able to kind of put that down and share that with everybody else and everybody else is able to partake into it uh, partake you know as well so i think that's one of the bigger differences and something that is a little bit more unique mm-hmm. I think, i'm gonna play devil's mm-hmm. advocate oh yeah by so, all means <laughs> but yeah so i think that's something too that i noticed that was, that was a lot more different between uh, uh the four of us and something that we're gonna have to kind of navigate when we uh, talk about how inferior it is to marvel comics <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, like with Star Wars, with with the comics, with with a movie, uh, you can be all into it. You can be all into a storyline, a series, the characters. But at some point, they dictate the outcome, and you're left with some kind of disappointment. Whereas with role playing, with crafting your own thing. Now, your players, your participants may be disappointed with the narrative that you spin, mm. but you get to tell it just like you want to tell it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You, it's not going to be like watching all of Game of Thrones to be utterly disappointed at the end. It's going to be your thing from start to finish, and that is pure and beautiful. No, I agree with that, too, because a lot of the flack that Star Wars is getting nowadays is because uh, they're trying to, I don't know, there's people that like it, people that don't, but they're trying to diverge and make things new, okay. you know, and sure. make things fresh. But the highest rating episodes of, say, The Mandalorian, our highest rated uh, things content that are putting out now, yeah. is nostalgic content, okay. right? Yeah, it's uh, Luke Skywalker showing up at the uh, end of season two of Mandalorian. Spoiler alert! Sorry about that, <laughs> but I mean, you finally get to see Luke, right? 
the Jedi Master that everybody thinks he's going to be. You know, that knows he's going to be from the time you saw Return of the Jedi when you're five years old. Mm-hmm. How cool is Luke going to be as a Jedi Master? You don't really get to see him. I mean, sure, he fights his father and, you know, his father turns to the good side, whatever. But, I mean, people, the stuff with Star Wars nowadays is that's getting the best reviews and things like that is the nostalgic stuff. Sure. So I think that... Just too many puppets, man. Well, I mean, that's the thing. That's the nostalgia. I mean, people were complaining about George Lucas changing the original films, right? Mm -hmm. And, well, this doesn't look good because he's got these computer animated uh, creatures on here and they look like shit. Yeah. But now they've regressed and, you know, in The Mandalorian and the, the Boba Fett, they started to do a lot more practical effects to kind of, I don't know if it's to placate the fans, but it's just to bring the fans in, I think, that are the older fans and try to, I guess, unite the fan base from the people that liked the sequel series or the, uh, you know, the prequel series mm-hmm. and then the original series. And it's, it's, it's a tough road to navigate with Star Wars. Whereas yes. Marvel's got it on point. Like Marvel. Well, yeah, they waited until you know, 2000 and what, 11 before eight. Iron, 2008 eight. before yeah. they start, they even attempted Iron Man one. So as, as the horror guy here, I can say for, I can speak with that to that on somewhat, with somewhat of an education. So, Round about 2000-ish is when CGI first started coming on. And everybody jumped right the fuck on board with it. Oh, God, we're going to have goddamn tentacles and werewolves and flying fucking things. And it's going to look amazing. And for like a nanosecond there, we all went to the theaters and went, holy shit, look at all this. You watch those movies now. Yeah, no shit. And you're like... Does not hold up. (laughs) What the goddamn hell? (laughs) No. You know what I mean? So now I feel like... uh, Now, mind you, I have zero education as far as Star Wars goes. But I felt like... the When did the the first one come out? The original? No, no. The first in the series. It was like 2000-ish, right? Uh, The first in the what? Phantom Menace? Menace? Is that the first one? Yeah. It's uh, May of 1999. Okay, see, you're right on the cusp of CGI. (laughs) Yeah. That's... that's Well, that... But but they had re-released the originals after he doctored them throughout the 90s. The late 90s is when they re-released, you know, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. In the theaters, okay. as the special editions or whatever. They, you weren't they impressed call. by super tiny CGI uh, <laughs> job of the hut. No, that was ridiculous. <laughs> it I looked mean, like a snail behind. I him. know, and that's the thing is like, it, and they show Han Solo step on his tail, and it, it, he just raises straight up. Like it's they tried to make a joke out of it, yeah. but it kind of ruined it. So I, there's been so many Star Wars fans clamoring for the original trilogy. With no special edition, like released on Blu-ray or whatever, you know. Sure, yeah. So you can watch the original stuff. Maybe just clean it up a bit, you yeah. know, whatever for Blu-ray. Or, and uh, mm-hmm. but people wanted that forever, and they've they've teased putting it out and teased putting it out because you know Lucas doesn't own it anymore. It's not his baby anymore. Yeah, so I mean, they could do whatever they want to do to you know make more money. So do you think it's gotten better or worse post Lucas? Uh, well, movie wise. I was okay with The Force Awakens. The series, The Mandalorian, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, and I think that, I don't know, it's it's something I, I watch with my kid. You know, my daughter, she's 11 years old, mm-hmm. and she's getting excited about Star Wars now like I was when I was a kid, you know, because of that. They, that freaking Baby Yoda, Grogu, is a goddamn marketing 
genius. Motherfucker. I mean, they, they fucking hit pay dirt with that guy, right? If I see one more stripper with a goddamn <laughs> baby Yoda tattoo on her ass. Oh, my God. I'm telling it you. It was one tattoo. It's the only one I got. I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry. Jesus. I thought it was cute. <laughs> Whatever. So, I mean, they're doing some good things, you know, and people are getting drawn in. But movie-wise, you know, it just... You know, The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker were eh. eh in now, my... this kind of speaks to what Jason was talking about as far as like the whole universe building. Right. And getting drawn into this alternate reality where all these races and species and things like that are occurring. Now, that being said, have I know there are probably a fucking 50,000 Star Wars video games and board oh, yeah. games. Books. Have and... you gotten pulled into any of that? Oh, yeah. I, I read all the books. And that that's the thing that I think for my generation of Star Wars fan, because I was that nerdy that I read all the New Jedi Order books and all the stuff basically that was post-Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. before there was sequel movies, right? So they had a great series in terms of with Luke and Han and Leia, and they had kids and shit, and... They fought this extra galactic species, the Yuzhong Bong. I mean, I read all these books, right? Okay. And then the, but the sequel series when Disney got it, right? They basically shit on all that stuff that all of us Star Wars fans were just like, and it's all called Legends now, so okay. it's not even canon. But they're trying to bring in, yeah, can, exactly. Canon is fuck. Oh, what no, the fuck? Again, as the horror guy, I can tell you, I've seen Michael Myers <clears throat> go everywhere except for outer space. And what's canon and what's not, and what gets sandwiched in between right. the right. sequel. It's, I'm well familiar with things getting retconned and all kinds of mm. fucking nonsense. That's why Jason's better than Michael. I'm going to disagree with that. He went to space, pal. Uh, that, that He's makes, actually that an astronaut. That does not make him better. <laughs> Michael, so, yeah. Was, well, this goes to show, right? And again, I was arguing um, uh, for Jason how being able to create your own outcome. Yeah. And being able to 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 get that, uh, what is that, serotonin rush of getting everything that you wanted was a good thing. Sure. Now I'll argue on the opposite, right? Sometimes it's good to have a little bit held back. It's it's good to have something go in a direction you're not expecting, even if you end up being disappointed about it. Because when I would sit, I, I would sit in my dad's basement, in our basement, my dad would be playing guitar. And he had a room full of comic books. He worked 12, 14 hours a day, seven days a week, but he'd always find some time to go down there, read the comic books, uh, or play guitar, whatever. I'd sit down, I'd lay on the floor, I'd read the comics while I'd play guitar. Reading those stories, and uh, especially with like the what-ifs um, that they're coming out with the shows and everything now, um, those are some of the more impactful comic books that I've read growing up. It's like, alright, so you have your favorite characters and your favorite storylines, but what if they were a little different? Mm-hmm. And that's something that Marvel and I think DC also gets a lot of flack for. Any comic book uh, is going to get a lot of flack for because... They're constantly um, uh, reinventing or they're, um, for instance, they'll kill off a character yeah. or a number of characters and all of a sudden they're alive again in a different story. I mean, that's we're seeing it right now in the movies where they're doing the multiverse thing where there's to- a bunch of options and they get a lot of flack for that. However, it's kind of cool, right? Because you have the stories you love and they've been cemented in our hearts and our minds and then you have totally different spins on them. And it's that's why I think Marvel and if DC did it right, they'd be able to do this forever. Because you have the comics, you have the stories you love, you want to see them translated perfectly to the big screen. But they change things. It's a different thing. 
Why would you want the same thing over and over again? We, we think we want that, right? I don't want to see the exact same thing that I read as a kid on, in a comic book translated word for word. I mean, it's cool to see the nostalgic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There were some things that I wanted to see in Infinity War, Infinity War and Endgame that I didn't see. And I was, I was like, man, if, they, if, if I see that, if I see Cap say that line to Thanos, or if I see uh, Thor do that from the cop, I'm going to lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, there was a lot of stuff in those movies where it, it happened exactly the way it did in the comics. However, there was a lot of stuff that I, I wished was in there that wasn't. However, that's the way that story was supposed to go. And it's a totally different story. If I wanted to, I can go back. I can, I can read the comic book. It's nice to have an entire uh, 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 world of different stories. And that, that's one of the things that I'll advocate for, not being able to create your own outcome. I think there's merits to both. But not having complete control of how this thing is going to end mm-hmm. will give you new ideas. Mm-hmm. It's like being in a band or being amongst friends like we're doing right now. You think you have all you have the best ideas, right? I can write a song and think that the song should be exactly the way I wrote it, and it's going to be the best it can be, the way I wrote it. However, getting a group of guys, some guy adds this to it. We take away this from that. We add to it, and it's a completely different monster, but it's is beautiful. There's there's something about not having complete control mm-hmm. that that adds to the creative process. Sure. So that's something that I was thinking about, too. Congratulations. You just perfectly made every argument that I've ever made in every goddamn (coughs) online forum with the horror dorks uh, about or against remakes. I'm all for them. Now, everybody wants to shit all over remakes, but I say, you know what? Uh, I love Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. Why would I not want to see what Rob Zombie can do with Michael Myers? Yeah. You know what? Exactly. Maybe it'll suck. Maybe it won't. I still have John Carpenter's (coughs) Michael Myers if I don't like it. Right. Or, you know, uh, now we have Danny McBride from out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, Making (laughs) Halloween movies. Sure, I'll see what he has to say about it. You know? And and again, that speaks to that weird thing that we're doing now with all these retcon movies and... Sandwiching sequels in between sequels, and you got to forget all that happened, and you got to bring this in. And I'm I'm down, man. I'm I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Whatever it is, you know. Well, I've always said that with the like with the Exorcist. That, to me, that's a perfect horror movie. It can't be improved upon. It, it everything about that movie I just love. But I would love to see a remake. I would love to see a reimagining mm. to see what somebody because. I, just because I can't think of the thing that would improve upon it doesn't mean somebody else can. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I'm going to bring you in here, just me and you, and we are going to battle it out over The Shining. Please, oh, God. Just oh, let's, in here. let's go again. No, this, no <laughs> I, I've got like a whole... He wants whole, one-on-one time with I've us. I've got you know? a whole season of shows. I'm going to battle him over Warhammer and him over The Shining and you over DC. It's going, to, it's going down. Um Speaking since we're since we're back to Jason and I want to I want to kind of expand on the on the role playing games a little bit because unfortunately you and I are kind of in the same boat fantasized about doing these things as kids couldn't find the right group tried it as adults and you, you see how hard it is <laughs> it is not easy no. and as the guy that's running the show like like Jeff was saying you know uh, we basically Jason and I and our wives tried to play Vampire the Masquerade I was running the show. And I would set up these big elaborate plots and, you know, these vampires are bad and these vampires are good. And they would come over to my house, get completely hammered, 
And uh, I think we would get maybe an hour of actual gameplay in. The rest of the time, we're making cock and balls jokes. And uh, we had a great time anyway, though. Still a great time. Didn't accomplish a damn thing as far as the game went. You know? And I had all kinds of printouts, and this guy on the whiteboard here, this guy goes to that guy, and he's going to lead to that. And that's why it really is just difficult. I've been on a few, like, D&D groups. Right. And most of them are just horrible experiences. Now that brings me back. It only takes one to break the flow. Man. <laughs> let me let me break this down for you. And this brings me back to Warhammer Forty Thousand. For those of you that don't know, Warhammer Forty Thousand is basically a very elaborate game of army men, full of convoluted rules and dice rolls and terrain, and you got to break out a tape measure. And oh, he can't see that guy, and all kinds of nonsense going on here. And I loved playing this game when I was in high school. It is a very expensive game to play. you got to buy, like, once every, uh, I don't know, five, six years, I'll lose my fucking mind, spend about $1,000, buy all the books and the little army guys and the paint and all the shit I need to put it all together, and then all it takes is one trip to the Warhammer 40,000 store. There is actually a Warhammer store here in Reno. I go down there one time... And I'm greeted with a fucking whiff of body odor. And fucking just the, the doofuses that come out of the wood. Hey, hey, you, oh, you're going you're gonna to be Space Marines? Are, are, are you going to move that guy or I mean, the other I guy? I wouldn't do that if I was you, but if that's what you want, you don't want to play me because I'll smash you. And then I'm like, that's right. I don't want to play you. I can't. I can't. I love the game. I love playing it with my friends. None of my friends play it and don't. If you're thinking about it, don't. You can't afford it. So oh, no, you got to play it. No, you don't. Yeah. Uh, get the video games. They're much. More, they're a lot more fun, and you don't have to deal with these asshats. And that kind of brings us back to role-playing games. Because like now, as adults, we try to do these things. We get together with our friends. We have a great time. Very little role-playing is actually occurring. Very little actual gameplay is happening. But we can still do it. We can still have fun attempting it, right? So that kind of brings us into the realm of what I like to call nerd poker. Our, fa- our fathers probably had a poker night or some facsimile thereof. Maybe a football get-together or a golfing at- junket or whatever the hell. I don't play golf. I can't play poker to save my life. And I wouldn't want to because I don't want to give you guys my money. So that being said, what do we have instead? Role-playing games. Board games. I've got a whole fucking closet full of them. You guys come over anytime you want. We'll dork out, we'll play games, we'll read comics, and that'll be us. And that's the difference between us and our parents, I think. We grew up in a generation where these things became more prevalent, more accepted, and while we ourselves may not have gotten the grasp on them that we wanted to, we can now because we're adults and we're dads. How scary is that shit, right? Well, we have uh, you know, wives that are... Wives, too, yeah. <laughs> they get a little pissy when you buy a... $200 lightsaber. I'm just saying. Spend $1,000 you know. at the Warhammer store. <laughs> try to explain that. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? See, you're doing it wrong. You need to buy them a gift every time you buy you a gift. They're very easily distracted. Man. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't have that figured out. <laughs> you got to make more money, dog. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> So that being said, I just wanted to bring you guys together to have like a gentlemanly discussion about the dorkishness that we endure. I've got a whole series of shows lined up with each of you guys. I want I want you to try to convince Jason that Star Wars is good. 
I'm going to try to convince Jason that The Shining is good. I think he's pretty well set on the, the Marvel uh, stuff. Speaking of which, let's get back to Marvel for a second. Chaffee. How do you feel about the movies? Um, I think I pretty much uh, was able to explain how I felt about them uh, a little bit ago. Again, there's always going to be uh, uh, some Very aspect. Nice. I mean, yeah, yeah, but there's going to be some aspect of me that is is is, is thoroughly disappointed. Okay, it, it, you cannot put you cannot put everything that is going into the pages of a Marvel comic on the screen. Right. At least you can't right now. They're doing a great job. Sure. Uh, especially from, I mean, 2008 when, when Iron Man came out, I'm thinking about all these things like, oh, man, this is awesome, but they could never do this. They could never do uh, like a Silver Surfer movie. How would they do the CGI? Or they could never do, uh, you know, yada yada because how would they do it? Yeah. And obviously, you know, technology is, you know, coming along leaps and bounds. But I'm, I, there, there's always a little bit of a disappointment because you expect a certain amount and then, you know, they're always going to fall short. Um, but... I think Marvel is one um, one company that is, or Disney rather, right. is just doing it right. And I think what they're doing is they're bring, they're doing something that a lot of other studios refuse to do, which is very frustrating. They're bringing in all kinds of different people, all the greatest minds that 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 uh, know Marvel or are involved with Marvel, and they're asking them, "What do you think?" I mean. We know how long it takes to make a movie. It mm-hmm. takes forever. They don't care how long it takes because they want to do it right. Right. Now, there have been some hit and misses. I think there's a few movies that are a little bit lackluster. But if you go back and watch those and compare them to movies not Marvel, they're so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would probably say my least favorite Marvel movie um, would be... It's either between Incredible Hulk or... Um, the Ang Lee one? With uh, Edward Norton, not the one after Angley, with uh, Edward, Edward Norton, Norton and Abomination. Oh, okay. That I mean, it was still a fantastic movie. It was probably my least uh, favorite, and I would say that Captain Marvel's right there too. You know, they they tried really hard oh, with Captain stunk. Marvel, but they tried in different areas. I think they tried to make something out of nothing with that one. Um, they tried to push a lot more narrative than yeah. actual good storytelling, but that's neither here nor there. So yes, it is. Even if you <laughs> come on, Jeff, it is, it is both here, here and there, and I'll get into that at a different time. I need a little bit more boost. We'll for that. do a whole show about yeah. that. But uh, you know, you, you take those movies though as standalone movies. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic movies, you know. And you put them up with anything uh, against. Uh, uh, you put them up against the original Suicide Squad. Oh, God. My God. Like, it's it, it, it's yeah. not even a comparison. So I'm happy with the way Marvel is doing things, and I appreciate them being um, willing to branch out and bring in uh, abstract characters um, and uh, abstract storylines from the comics, too. So I'm happy with what, what they're doing, and I'm excited Be- for the future because of the, Mar- the multiverse and all that. Best comic-based movie ever. Go. Single. That's a tough one, man. Yeah. Just Marvel or just can we can we based count, upon any comic? Can we count TV shows? Well, sure. Go okay, for it. I got mine, but I, I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, I'm have to just in case I haven't seen it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. Okay. That, there's there's a lot to sift through. And I mean, I think the obvious answer is Howard the Duck. Oh my of course, god! Of course, that's a deep pull. Woo! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. 
Which one did you say I was talking to? Howard the Duck. Howard, Howard the, the Duck, Duck, baby. That was back in it. That was see, and that's another thing about Marvel. They even brought that in with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. And well, I love the thing, thought to do that. Well, that's the thing about Marvel, too, is, is that's what's so disappointing about when the House of Mouse acquired Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Marvel's been doing such a fantastic job with their endless fucking gold mine of yeah, material, right? Totally. I mean, they pulled in characters that nobody fucking heard about before. I mean, I, like... You know, I was a Marvel. I read comic books when I was a kid, Spider Man and yeah. shit like that. But I was never deep dive like Jeff. I never knew everything. Every time I got a question, I talked to Jeff. Hey, what's this guy again? And he, he <laughs> he's got this fucking Wikipedia brain that he just spits it out to me. Yeah, totally. But I'm just saying, like, Mar- like when they started making Guardians of the Galaxy, who the fuck heard of Guardians of the Galaxy? But you watch it, like, this is a fucking great movie. Yeah, uh, great. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is like they got and even Iron Man. I wasn't even an Iron Man fan when I was a kid, and then Iron Man came. I was like, this is fucking great. So if it wasn't for watching Super Friends growing up, I wouldn't know any of them because I, I can't, I can't read worth a shit. I, I can write until the day is done, but I cannot read stories at all. To stay engaged, yeah. you mean like like yeah, keep going, yeah, um, yeah. So Super so Friends I, was DC though, wasn't it? Yeah, that Super was, DC. was yeah. DC. But again, it's just. Uh, but if it wasn't for example. like the occasional movie or a cartoon or something like that, I wouldn't mm-hmm. even have any knowledge of comics at exactly all. that's what i'm saying is like so marvel's doing a, a thing where they're bringing all these ancillary characters in and they're developing an audience for them right i, I haven't read a guardians of the galaxy comic ever right? right i did you know i was like i said spider-man and then i even got into the image shit like i, I really like spawn yeah. mm-hmm. you know spawn was kick-ass because he's a fucking hell spawn right yeah. so but the thing is is like they got all these this mine of material why couldn't star wars do the same thing right star wars already had this plethora of things that happened after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And even Lucas had an idea for the sequel trilogy. And everybody uh, that I've talked to, my age group, my group of friends in terms of Star Wars people, it's not good. I mean, you had all this stuff like Luke developing a new Jedi order and and training training new Jedis and not being so dogmatic that the old Jedi where they can have wives and children and shit like that. And it was great. So that's why I think that a lot of people are disappointed with Star Wars is because they're not mining the material like Marvel is, right? There's already this... I mean, like you said, it's not... You don't have to go verbatim, word for word, for these books, but you've got all this shit out there that was kick-ass yeah. that we all have... Nerds have read and love, and but they're not... They're just shitting it on all. It's all legends now, I think you know? something, too, we can kind of dive into at some point is who is running the show? You know, you got Kathleen Kennedy that mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's happy with. But no. then you have yeah. Kevin, uh, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> oh, wrong guy. Feige, Feige, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, then you have him, mm-hmm. and uh, these just totally two different ways mm-hmm. of working things. And uh, I think that's something, too. I'm not sure. Um, you pro- we could probably talk about, uh, uh, you know, popular directors and sure. producers with, with horror. <laughs> Absolutely. And, or with, uh, yeah, and Warhammer or whatever, and World of Warcraft. Or- He's uh, a D&D, uh, D&D guy. Sorry. <laughs> and D&D and World of Warcraft and uh, Howard easy, the Duck. Easy, easy, Real quick, going back, I don't want you to forget it, TV show. I, I will tell you right now, I'm a Punisher guy. Mm-hmm. Punisher's always been my jam until yeah. the first season of Daredevil came out on Netflix. Now, I know everybody loves the MCU and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the actual movie theater productions. Dude, those Netflix shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, I never, I 
Jeff, maybe you can help me out. Jessica Jones, do you God, remember her at I, all? Yeah, I went very, through that whole thing. Ooh. Again, very forgettable character. And then there was Luke Cage. They, they try to do Defenders. And, and, and you know they had that deal with Netflix. So yeah. it comes down to who's who's really running the show. Yeah. You know, you could put a Marvel stamp on it and, uh, you know, everybody thinks it's the same. Yeah, you get butts yeah, in the seats and you get and you get yeah. subscriptions. That's what it is. I right. mean. But, like, you watch But that, you don't want to water down your content either. Right. That's, you know. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Which was basically the same fucking show. Right. Every week they would find some way to overcome something. And, and I watched was, the first season. That was it. And yeah. I just, I... Again, yeah, it really is who they're trying to, what audience they're trying to cater to. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. seemed a little bit more of like a kiddie show Mm -hmm. trying to cater to them. And then when it came to the Netflix stuff, I don't know who they were trying to cater to with that. Well, I think it was our age group. It was more gritty, you know? It's like. And and I don't know if I share the same view. I actually loved the Punisher series. Sure. I really enjoyed the Daredevil series. Uh, But again, yeah, like Jessica Jones. See, I could have been cool. I mean, Luke Cage could have been cool. Iron Fist was a total failure, I think. I'm okay. One of my favorite comics growing up, and this is where I dibble-dabbled a little bit, was a, a comic book called Heroes for Hire. And it was basically Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and they were like basically mercenaries, except at the end of every comic they would give the money back to whoever. Because mm. they would always hire, oh, this gang is fucking up our neighborhood, come sort, sort them out, and they'd go and kick everybody's ass. And then they'd give the money back to the old lady because... They're heroes, and they don't... Danny Rand doesn't need money, so that's that's that. Um, that was, like, early 80s Luke Cage and Iron Fist, where he had the big fro. Yeah. And for a second in that Luke Cage uh, series, he actually donned the big yellow... With the deep, 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 deep V. V, the all the way down v. to his belly button. Yeah. And that stupid cuffs. crown thing that he had on. It was a headband, wasn't it? Yeah. Afro hung out the top. Yeah, and he, he came out and he's like, this looks ridiculous, and he takes it all off. But that that was kind of my nerdgasm there, because that was my jam growing up, was Heroes for Hire. Right. Uh, that being said, once I kind of came of age and got into like the more altruistic like realism, I guess, for lack sure. of a better term, I got more into The Punisher. The Punisher had like six comic books. There was The Punisher, Punisher Warzone, Jeff, help me out, Punisher Armory, where he would just talk about guns for like issues on end. Um, Don't forget all the the original NES video game that they had. That was that beautiful. Was, where it was just <laughs> some crosshairs. You across yes, the, and you yeah. just take some crosshairs and blow the fuck out um, of everybody. Yeah, oh, now that? we're pulling fucking NES no, fucking yeah. shit out of the nerd vault. There was an arcade <laughs> game, too, that was uh, the Punisher, but if you hit the two-player button, Nick Fury would come in. Yeah, uh, the original David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury, the, with the, the weird yeah. silver stripe. The white guy, you can't, you can't, you, you can't, can't do. Anymore. Yeah, that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like that was my jam, and then all of a sudden, here comes this Charlie Cox as Daredevil, and there was a Daredevil TV, like made for TV, couple of t- made for TV movies, like in the late '80s. And it was a blind guy, but he didn't wear the Daredevil outfit. He called no. himself Daredevil, but he would just wear like a ninja suit and a big thing over his eyes. And you could tell that the actor actually needed to see because it was like a big, like it was like he was wearing goggles, goggles much, yeah. so he could actually still see. Uh, but Charlie Cox came along, and that fucking show just blew blew my balls off. And from there, I kind of. I never really got into Jessica Jones. I watched it because I knew it tied in. But I was more interested, really, in Daredevil. Rosario Dawson's character, I really liked. The Um, Night Nurses. The Night Nurse, yeah. Yeah. Um, Luke Cage, I wasn't mad at. 
I'm one of the few guys that actually liked Iron Fist. And it's not just because he looks stunningly like my son, but because I thought it was like the action sequences were pretty good. Well, and don't get me wrong. I don't think that all like everything about the show was terrible. I think what did, what, uh, did it in for me was the big disappointment. It had such potential. It had, it had everything that you needed to make a good, solid uh, uh, comic book show. And it just kind of... What do you? What was so disappointing about it? You think? Story really didn't do it for me. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Are you talking not, about just Daredevil or the no, I'm whole? Talking, no, I'm talking about uh, uh, Iron Fist. Oh, okay. I, I loved, okay. I loved, sure. I loved Daredevil. Uh, Luke Cage. I, 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 it was. I enjoy the actor. Sure. Um, I think that he did a, a fantastic job, and I think in any future endeavors, he's going to just kill it. But. Again, the, 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 the writing wasn't there for me. Okay. With Iron Fist, it was just even worse. I think that they had everything they could possibly need, and it, the, the writing fell short. Um, it, just, it seemed lackluster. Sure. Well, I think they were just really, trying to get a, a series out before they can do Defenders, right? I think that's They were just they trying were, to set up Defenders. Because they had yeah. already Yeah, they had already. They wanted a Defenders, Netflix already, Avengers, yeah. right? And, I mean, uh, just kind of foreshadowing here, I mean, something we could do on another uh, um, episode is there's another group called the Annihilators. It includes uh, Daredevil, Ronan the Accuser, Beta mm-hmm. Ray Bill, yeah. um, and um, who is it? Quasar. Yeah. So they're doing the same thing right now with that. They're already they're already planning that. I'm hoping they don't rush all of their individual appearances. Are you talking that. about Netflix or are you talking about Disney? I'm talking about Marvel. So okay, yeah, Marvel's they, getting all that. MCU. Yeah, yeah, DC. But it's just kind of like an Disney's example. I, I, see, I see what happened with Netflix, and I'm not I'm not going to say it's the same thing's going to happen with MCU. But mm-hmm. they kind of planned out the Defenders before they actually even filmed Iron Fist. I think before they even filmed Luke Cage. Um, and I just hope they don't do it with. Other groups. Let's sure. let's let's develop these characters first. Sure. Let's 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 work on this, and then we'll move on from there. But yeah. What did it take? Like uh, rushed five movies till you got an Avengers movie, right? I mean, like something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they developed each individual character yeah. well before they lumped them together. Well, the same kind of the same thing happened with Game of Thrones. Like mm-hmm. uh, like Jason was saying, it was just such a letdown. Well, you had the writers; they were going to do something for Star Wars. So they just kind of rush through it, and all of a sudden you get this piece of crap ending for Game of Thrones. Yeah, let's let's learn from our mistakes here. I don't yeah. want. Well, to that's the thing is too is they're trying to finish somebody else's work too, right? Yeah, George R. or what's it, George J. R. J. R. Martin is he's fucking, still like three books yeah. behind. He's he's just <laughs> eventually it's going to come out, I guess. But yeah, it's Why easy. Man, just I think all the movie. God damn it! I think yeah. season five of Game of Thrones was basically where the books and the season or the series so, yeah. met up together. The end of season five. I don't yeah. know if we're doing spoilers here, but when Jon Snow got stabbed, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And everybody who had read the books up to that point had no fucking clue what was going to happen. Well, the whole sell there was that R.R. Martin and still we don't know. was working with the, the people at HBO, and he basically gave an outline out or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then they kind of went with that. But that's the thing is, like, we still don't know exactly what happened to him in the books, right? So, I mean. Do you know what, what single sentence brought me to watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> this guy right here. I had never seen a single episode, wasn't jumping on the bandwagon at all, and he, he just couldn't wrap his head around it. So he says, it has everything you love, incest, zombies, dragons. How could you not fucking watch it? <laughs> what else it? do you fucking need? I'm like, I'm sold. What else do you need? It's all there. It's there. It's like a taco of gross dorkness or something. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, All right, shit. fellas, I think we've rambled on long enough. Um, 
Guys, thank you very much for joining no, me. thank you. And for endeavoring this little fucking say-so with me, or whatever you want to call this. We will have future episodes, I hope, if I can talk these knuckleheads into joining me again. Um, we're going to square off about The Shining. Jason. Please. We're going to square off about Warhammer versus uh, Star Wars. And I'm not going to square off with you because you're much larger than I am. <laughs> but I do. Can we circle off? I mean, we can. <laughs> I'm we can into those. Maybe do something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm actually on your team in the Marvel versus DC universe. But I do feel that DC has made a substantial change, like in the last. Ten years. I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to say this now. I'm not going to get into it. I think DC is is uh, is beating Marvel in a few different areas. Something okay. we can touch on later. We will definitely get into that. The later. animations, the DC animations on fucking the video games. Too. Oh man, they're, injustice! They're, they're so good. Absolutely. I mean, they're very adult themed, and it's fucking rad. I love it. Yeah. On that note, my friends, I think we're going to go ahead and close the visiting hours here in the padded room and the mom's basement, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Um, if you have any questions for us, thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Put in the subject line, Mom's Basement, and we will address those accordingly. Otherwise, check out the regular Padded Room podcast at paddedroompodcast.com and all of your whatever fucking needs you have there, Patreon, links, anything else. In the meantime, fellas... I don't know. Excelsior. The basement's Excelsior. Excelsior. Something. May the force be with you. That too. Sure. Giggity. Giggity. Bye, everybody. Okay. That'll do.